if you asked any one of them, would they trade this stuff for a sacred relationship with their father or with their kids? They would say, yeah. They would say, that's what I want. I want that relationship with my father, with my son, with my daughter. That's the only thing that matters. You cannot take any of this bullshit to your grave with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak, and today we're talking about the number one gift we can give our children. And it's not Pokemon cards, even though my son likes to buy them. I don't know. He, he would spend his life savings on Pokemon cards if he could. If he could. It is time. The number one thing we can give our kids is just our time. That's all they want. You know, they'll say they want other things, but whenever they're grown, we don't want them to have that hole in their hearts that their father was missing. And a lot of times, fathers are missing because they can't physically be present with their kids because they're working all the time, because they're separated, or for whatever reason, they're physically not present. And the other part of the time, they are emotionally and mentally and spiritually not present with their kids. The kids come home from school, the father comes home from work, and there's distance. The father's on their phone, the kid's on the iPad, or the father is thinking of a million different things he has to do for his business and for work, or he's just really frustrated with where he is in life, and he can't connect with his family. That's probably the biggest one. Like More than the physical separation, there's... A pandemic of fathers who are not present with their kids but they're in the same room with them you know they're distant from their kids but they're right next to them because inside something is missing for the father this man is struggling on the inside he has pain he has trauma he has regret he has goals he hasn't met you know a lot of the dreams he's had have turned to ashes and now he's thinking, you know, he's 35 years old, he's 40 years old, and he's thinking about, man, something needs to change, something needs to change, I don't know what I can do, but meanwhile, he has a son right there who's looking up at him and just wants to hold his hand and cuddle with him and go for a walk. And all these things take up space in our brain. You know, as we get older, we have these decisions to make as, do we seek, um, do we seek safety? Do we seek security or do we stoke the fire within to continue to become the man who we always wanted to become? Like when we, if we choose the other route, we just have to, you have to accept it. If you choose, you know, that I'm going to give up on some of these dreams that I had, some of these goals that I had, the life that I wanted to live, you have to accept that or you are going to have a very torturous internal life. And... I would say, for me personally, that's something I will never accept. I'm never going to accept that lesser version of myself. Because I know the best for me is still out there. I've accomplished a lot personally this past year. I went from middle school band director to leading a men's movement. And, you know, making much more than my teacher salary. And doing work, finding work that is far more fulfilling than anything I've ever done gotten the best shape of my life. I have relationships with 
hundreds, probably thousands of men across the world who trust me to guide them throughout life. And, you know, a year ago I was teaching sixth graders how to put reeds on their saxophone. So things are changing for me. And I know that this is like just the beginning. Like one year from now, things are going to be massively different for me. And I'm okay with being where I am right now. Like I'm not at the mountaintop. I'm just starting to climb the mountain. But because I have that vision of myself, because I have that fire, it allows me to be more passionate, happy, and present with my family when I'm with them. If I didn't go for my dreams, if I didn't search life for my purpose, then when I was with my family, I would be thinking about what I should be doing. I would be thinking about searching for my purpose. I'd be thinking about dying with regret or living with regret, either one horrible. I'd be thinking about my kids leaving me and realizing that I never gave them a good example of a life to model. You know, I, if I hadn't got myself into, myself into great shape this year, I'd be thinking about how, man, my, now my kids have horrible eating habits. Now they have diabetes. Now they're obese. Now they're lazy and slovenly because I couldn't get my stuff together. Or I could be thinking about, you know, me, I didn't tell my kids, I didn't give my kids a good example of going after their dreams. You know, I could say, hey, you can be anything you want when you grow up, but had I stuck with my nine to five, I'd be a living hypocrite. So I, like right now, I have deep satisfaction that I did that. Deep satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose that I left off the cliff, left off the cliff, um, quit my nine to five, and am going after my dreams. My kids are part of that story with me. Like it would have been, sure, it would have been great if I did it before they were even born, but I'm doing it while they're alive and while they can remember, like they're old enough to where they can actually remember me doing things. And it's even more meaningful right now. It's even more meaningful right now that they can watch me do that. Because my son, my daughter are going to be adults and be able to say, hey, I remember my dad quit his job, started a business, and completely changed his life and our life. And now they, now we look at him as this mentor, this wise guide, and I want to be just like him. I'm doing that for them, for myself, and all of this is happening because I'm here with them. They can see me doing it. I'm lucky to be able to work from home or work wherever I want, and they can see me work in my business. They can see me, well, they don't see me waking up early, but they know I'm waking up early, staying up late, grinding getting it done, going to the gym. They see me coming home sweaty. And back to the um, the topic of the day, just spending pure time with them. One of the reasons I get up early is so I can get some of this stuff done before they're awake. And then whenever they wake up, I can spend time with them. Woke up at 3.45 this morning, went to the gym, came home, spent time with my daughter, took the dog for a walk, spent time with my son, down here recording a podcast we have a dog trainer coming over in like a half an hour I'll spend some that's like a two-hour session with a dog trainer me and my kids and then we've got other I've got other business stuff I have to do after that but like my day is planned out so that I can grow physically I can grow financially and I can spend time with my family it's the most important thing to me and every single day I have to be attacking those goals I have to be trying to rise in every single area of my life. If I don't, 
I die. I get complacent. If I don't, I just wither away. And that's what I don't want to happen to me. And most importantly, I don't want my, my kids to see that happen to me. You know, that's the other thing we have to think about is whenever we're going after our goals and aspirations or we're, whether we're not, if things are just fine with us, our kids are looking at us. And most people, you know, if you, ha you have your job, you're fine with it, and you're just kind of living your life, that's, that's most people. There's, there's honestly nothing wrong with that. From my personal opinion and my viewpoint on raising kids is that I want my kids to see me going after life. I want them to see me doing everything I possibly can to make the most of myself so that then they want to do that themselves. If I was satisfied and complacent, then what would my kids be missing? They would be missing the entire example of me going after everything I want. But they have to be here to see me doing it, and I have to be here to show them it. Okay, now let's go back to just spending time, because this is what I wanted to talk about most today, and I got sidetracked, which I do. I'm kind of going rants. I'm going rants sometimes. We can buy our kids anything they want, and I know plenty of wealthy people who have lots of things and give their kids lots of things. I know plenty of wealthy people who had wealthy fathers. If you asked any one of them, would they trade this stuff for a sacred relationship with their father or with their kids? They would say, yeah. They would say, that's what I want. I want that relationship with my father, with my son, with my daughter. That's the only thing that matters. You cannot take any of this bullshit to your grave with you. You can't take your car to your grave with you. You can't take your jewels or your bank account. None of that stuff matters in the end. Yes, grow your business. Grow your kingdom. Become successful. But it doesn't have to be one or the other. You know, you don't have to go 100% in on your business and leave zero for your family. You don't have to go 100% in on your family and leave zero for your business. You can do both things. You have to do both things. A father provides. A father protects. A father is there for his family. We have to be there for our family, putting in the time. Now let's talk about what kind of time. Here are some things I do. I go on hikes with my kids. It's one of the favorite things to do. Sometimes that starts out with a groan. But as we're doing it, as soon as we get in the car, man, they, they're having a blast. I say, hey, get to pack some snacks. They pack a little snack bag. We have a dog now, so we'll bring the dog. They love it. They, they want to stay out forever and just go explore everything. I make it fun. They get to, you know, get messy. It's not very structured. They get to go explore. It's a good time. Go on walks. I asked um, just the other day our toilet was leaking, so I had to fix it. So I asked my son to come up and help me fix the toilet. He was like, oh, are you serious? I was like, yeah. He, as soon as he came in, as soon as we took that lid off, he was like, oh, that's what the inside of a toilet looks like? And he started fixing it with me, and like 20 minutes later, we fixed the toilet. And he's like, mom, I fixed the toilet. He was really excited about it. So just spending time like that, like fathers, we have to teach our kids things. And that's not like a, especially our sons, we have to teach our sons how to be successful in this world 
how to use their hands, how to be a man, how to do these skills. And that's not really talked about a lot. It's really, even in like the masculinity niche world, the concept of passing down skills and knowledge to your son isn't really talked about a lot. And I'm extremely aware of this, of my son getting older, the need for him to be become a man, the need for him to transition from boyhood to manhood. He's about to reach that time as a nine-year-old. He's going to go through adolescence. He's going to become much stronger and start to go after girls and all that kind of stuff. And he's going to need some strong male guidance. He also is going to need to know how to do things in the world. And I feel like so many men right now are just focused on surviving. Are just, so are just so focused on them living in this world, and they're not really worried about passing on skills to their kids. They're not really worried about, oh man, I, I never taught my son how to use a wrench. I never taught my son how to use a hammer. Does he know what a Phillips head screwdriver is? Can he plant a tree? Does he know how to talk to a girl? Does he know how to pick up a girl? Does he know about dealing with emotions when you get broken up with? Can he hunt? Can, does he know how to use a knife? Can he shoot a bow? Does he know how to, in today's world, does he know how to start an online business? My son already um, has been building brands with me. I'm teaching my son how to make little mini brands online so that he can create well, so he can create money. We go over sales skills with my kids. We do sales call games with my son and daughter where they have to try to sell me something. I say, see this ball? Try to sell me this ball. And my son will take me through a series of questions to try to sell me that ball. And we have the gift of having time on our hands. We have the opportunity because we have so many years available to do this. The longer you wait, the less opportunity you have. Every day that goes by, your opportunity to make a lasting impact gets smaller and smaller. The window on your legacy as a father gets smaller every single day that passes. So think about that. If you have a lot of time left, you know, if your kids are a couple months old, one, two years old, are you going to wait until they're 10 or are you going to start today? On the other end of the spectrum, if your kids are 16, 17, or 18, they're going to leave in a couple months. What are you going to do? This is, your window is very small. You're going to wait even longer. You know, you're going to procrastinate on that business stuff put it off later instead of waking up early and getting it done? Or are you going to be really organized, efficient, so you can make a lasting impact on your family? It's all about time. It's all about putting in those hours with our family. Because that's the, that's the one resource that never comes back. You know, you can buy your kid a whatever, something that lasts forever, a, a watch. You can have it forever. And it's valuable at the time. It's worth what it is. And then he holds on to it. And it'll be there the day he dies if he doesn't lose it. But the time you have with him, you never get that back. Like your, your time today, the moments and experiences you could create with him today, will never come back again. If you have an extra hour in the day today where nothing's scheduled, and your son is there, and you have the, or your daughter's there, and you have the ability to spend time with them, you could go create a memory with them or you could do or you could go watch YouTube for an hour. 
Now, what are you going to decide to do? Then once that hour passes, you are never going to get that hour back again. That's why it's so valuable. If your kid's 10 years old, you're never going to get these days with your kid 10 years old again. Ever again. And as soon as they leave you, as soon as they move out to lead their own families, it's gone. It's gone in an instant. And you never get that time back. So today, not tomorrow, do what you need to do to be an amazing father. Because your kids want it so desperately. Even if you don't think they want it, they want it. The world needs more involved fathers. The world needs more fathers that are spending time with their kids. And let's talk about personal ambition. Because that's a tricky topic. And a lot of guys are very ambitious and they want to make the most money with anyone they know. And they want to spend 20 hours a day in the office grinding and hustling. And if that's you, if you're that person, but you also have kids, what's the trade-off going to be? Like, who's going to win that battle? Is it going to be your personal ambition or is it going to be your kids? Like, you have to decide. You have to take it all the way to the end. So say you become the number one person in your field and you become a billionaire and you're just massively wealthy. Then you can pass money on your family, pass money on your kids. You can do that. But to do that, say you had to spend almost no time with your kids at all, right? So your kids grow up. They have a massive inheritance. They're massively wealthy, but they've grown up for their entire first 20 years without a father. They haven't been guided. They haven't had a life to model. They're not filled with that strength, confidence, and warmth inside of them. Okay, they're lacking all that. Is that a good situation? Is that the gift you want to give them? And the money you want to leave them, the inheritance you want to leave them, is it really about that? Or is it really about your constant competitiveness and drive to push, 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 succeed, succeed, succeed? Like, what is it really about? Is it really about them? Or is it only about you? Because sure, it sounds good to say, I'm doing this for my kids. But if the trade-off is you're never with your kids and you never get to raise them, then it's really not about them. It's about you. And like I've been saying, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can be very successful and be very involved. It might require you being more efficient with your time more organized with your time. Are you time blocking? Are you waking up early? Are you scheduling out your day? Are you delegating or do you have to do everything yourself? Are you eliminating things you don't have to do or are you doing unnecessary tasks? Are you automating things that you could be automating or are you doing menial tasks you don't have to do? All these things take up time. You could have the same or far better efficiency and get even more done than you are right now if you eliminate, automate, and delegate, and then also get to spend time with your family. These options are available. We can have both things. I know very wealthy men who are amazing fathers. They get, a, they get it all done. I also know very wealthy men who have zero relationship with their kids. You have the option to do either one. 
And let's end by talking about our sons. There is a massive lack of manhood and masculinity and male role models in our sons' lives. And I'm going to end with the most important thing we can do for them is instill a confidence within them that they are worthy, that they have what it takes, and that they can do anything. And that will only get there if you are there to give it to them. Because if you're absent for their first 18 years and they have to go out into this terrifying world full of manipulation and fear, and they don't have that confidence inside of them that you should have given them, man, they're just, they're on their own. They'll learn it eventually, maybe. Not everyone, not everyone's successful. Not er it doesn't, the story doesn't hap isn't a happy ending for everyone. They'll eventually figure it out. You know, they'll eventually toughen up. But that process could happen with guidance, with warmth, with structure. And you could just create this confident savage of a man while he's a boy with you. You could let him know through years and thousands of repetitions that he can do anything he wants. So let's be extremely present with our families. Let's put in the time and let's give them the number one gift they want more than anything else. And that's you.